When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is Start Making Sense, the weekly podcast of The Nation magazine, and I'm John Wiener. It's front page news in the New York Times. Now that Trump is gone, Senator Ron Johnson has become the leading Republican voice of conspiracy theories and the leading defender of the attack on the Capitol on January 6th. Ron Johnson is from Wisconsin, and so is John Nichols. Of course, he's the nation's national affairs correspondent. We reach him today at home. In Madison. Hi, John. Hello, John. Uh, I'm still a proud Wisconsinite, despite Ron Johnson. Well, Ron Johnson's most outrageous remark came recently when he said that the people who stormed the Capitol on January 6th, quote, love this country, that he, quote, never felt threatened, and that he would have been more, quote, concerned if if it had been protesters from Black Lives Matter. That surprised me that he would be so openly racist. Did it surprise you? No, (laughs) not that much. Uh, He's really working very hard to be um, the most outrageous Wisconsin senator in history. And that's no easy task because it means you have to displace Joe McCarthy. Uh, But there is a lot of evidence that Ron Johnson is, is determined to do it. And he's he is certainly saying and doing things that that um, really kind of have stepped beyond even the the Ron Johnson territory into this new space. And and I guess it's best understood as this: taking a lesson from Donald Trump, Ron Johnson has determined that if you consistently say the most outrageously dishonest, racist, and xenophobic thing that comes into your mind, uh, you will get a lot of uh, positive reinforcement from right-wing talk radio and the Republican base. And for Johnson, who has long been kind of a backbencher, not a particularly prominent U.S. senator, I think this is kind of exciting. I think he's sort of enjoying the moment, and that's taking him into the national spotlight. As he enters the national spotlight, uh, media like the New York Times and other folks are, you know, kind of examining him a little more and starting to realize that he's probably best described as uh, not just a conspiracy theorist, but really a nut. Really a nut couple other things notable that that I want to ask you about. He refused to get the COVID vaccine himself and has repeatedly refused to say that the vaccines are safe or to encourage uh, other people to get them. I don't understand why he doesn't give Trump credit for developing the vaccines under Operation Warp Speed. It's Trump's one actually good achievement. Yeah, it's an interesting thing that Ron Johnson appears 
to have actually believed the things that Trump said, which we now know that Trump didn't believe. Right? You know, the funny thing is that that you know, in the Bob Woodward interviews and other uh, revelations, we learned that Donald Trump kind of knew that the COVID nineteen was a very serious threat, that the pandemic was was severe, and he he lied about it. Right? He didn't want to scare people or whatever. And throughout. 2020 into the start of 2021, Donald Trump uh, put out misinformation, false premises, uh, bad messages, and it was cynical. Uh, there's a lot of evidence that Donald Trump, a germaphobe, um, actually did recognize at least some of the threat, uh, but didn't want to act on it because he feared it might harm the economy or something like that or harm his reelection chances. But Trump got the shot. Right. I mean, Trump yeah. understood the the threat and the dangers. Ron Johnson is is sort of the ultimate true believer. Right. You know, he even when it's clear he's been lied to by his leader, he continues to you know <laughs> dig in and advance the fantasies. And that was probably best exemplified in the fall. And one of his actually less noted um affronts to the basic premises of governing when he used his committee chairmanship to hold a oversight committee hearing in which he literally invited quacks, you know, like, like people pushing, you know, the, the worst kind of responses to the pandemic to testify before Congress, put that in the congressional record and frankly amplify it out to uh, people across this country. So now we're in a situation where there's a lot of folks who say, well, it's Donald Trump's fault that a lot of Republicans don't take or refusing to take the vaccine or are disinclined to do so. And it certainly is Trump's fault. He is a part of that. But it's important to understand that the at least as much damage, maybe more damage, uh, has been done by his followers uh, who continue to amplify these ideas. And in that on that team, uh, Ron Johnson is the captain. One of my other favorite nutty things that he's done came in 2015 when he introduced legislation directing the federal government to protect itself against the threat of an electromagnetic pulse. I didn't know about the threat of an electromagnetic pulse. Is this something that Hunter Biden was going to do? Undoubtedly. Um, no, you're, what, your problem, John, is that you're not spending enough time in the far fringes of you know, right-wing social media. And I'm not, we're not talking here about Fox News or right-wing talk radio. We're talking about the stuff that that the editors at Fox and right-wing talkers say, you know, ah, we're going to keep away from that. That's too crazy. <laughs> um, but Ron Johnson, you know, dives right in. And yeah, in that he amplified a, a, a fear, a meme, if you will, uh, out of right-wing talk or out of right-wing social media. Uh, that has been discredited. It, it's almost incomprehensible that it got as far as it did. But one of the subtleties of this thing is that by a lot of accounts, Ron Johnson is a terrible boss. Hmm. He's a lousy person to work for. Um, and as a result, uh, a lot of staff turnover and perhaps not, you know, the a, a team of the best and the brightest surrounding him, or at the very least, not people who are willing to stand up to his craziness. 
So as a result, you see in that example, a case, and I think also in this hearing on the, you know, the quacks on, on COVID-19, uh, where he's kind of allowed to do what he wants to do by his own staff, right? Whereas a lot of good senators have somebody on staff who says, sir, that's really a bad idea. <laughs> and with Ron Johnson, um, bad ideas seem to go to the top of the list. And if, and I hope you're going to ask me, by the way, about his obsession with Anrand. <laughs> Please tell us. Sorry, I, I didn't want to set that up too much, but <laughs> but it, it is vital to understand that Ron Johnson did not go off the rails last month or you know in the last couple months. In fact, Ron Johnson wasn't led off the rails by Donald Trump. He has always been way out there in woohoo land, um, and uh, he is obsessed with the writings of Ron Ron the. Uh, uh, writer who is a favorite of many of your more uh, kind of out there Republicans. Uh, and and the interesting thing is he is so obsessed with her and has been so obsessed with her for so long uh, that he uh, has done interviews with uh, different, you know, think tanks and entities that, that promote her writing. And in one of them several years ago, I wrote about this for The Nation a while back, um, he detailed uh, who he thought would be, who he thought he would be in on Ron novels. Right? <laughs> What's like, the which character he would be. This is like, you know, Civil War reenactors <laughs> or people who, you know, go to Star Trek conventions and wear the, you know, put the outfit on. For him, that is, his obsession is on Ron novels. And uh, in Atlas Shrugged, he has a favorite character that he thinks he is or at least that he thinks he is most like, and that his Senate service most reflects that kind of approach. And um, if you begin to understand it in this sense, uh, what you recognize is, of course, that Anran wrote a lot about, um, uh, you know, kind of the individual who nobody understands and nobody respects, even though he's really a genius and he really, he's really got it all together. And, I dare say that I think Ron Johnson sees himself as such. So who exactly is Ron Johnson? I remember when he defeated Russ Feingold, one of our heroes, back in 2010. Ron Johnson seemed to be a complete non-entity who came out of nowhere. He was a Republican businessman. He'd never been elected to anything or done anything, as far as I could tell. Yeah, that would be him. Uh, <laughs> he's, he... Um, he, you know, became wealthy in the, uh, the, the perhaps one of the more efficient ways to do it. He married into it. Um, uh, he, his, his wife's family is a very successful manufacturing family in northeastern Wisconsin. And uh, when he came into the family, he took over a part of the, the business, uh, a supplier, if you will, for the, the bigger entity. And you know, made money. I mean, it's it's not that hard when it in, in that in that model. And the interesting thing about him is that famously, when he got into the U.S. Senate, uh, at one point he complained about how uh, hard it is for small manufacturers and how you know sometimes they'll work really hard on you know making a part or making a piece, and you know they put all their effort in it, they invest all their time in it, and then you know they're rejected and it it isn't. You know, they, they're told by the, per, the company they're supplying that it's not right or something like that. 
And you thought, well, wow, what a sad story until you realize that he was supplying his own family. And so if, if somebody's giving him a hard time about the lousy job he's doing, it's not because they don't like him. It's because he really wasn't that good at it. And there's an awful lot of evidence that um, when he decided to run for the U.S. Senate in the Tea Party wave of uh, 2010, um, the family business side, the business side of the family was not particularly bothered that he was getting out of it, you know, that he was heading away. Um, Delight to send him off to Washington. Uh, They provided a lot of resources for his campaign. He had a lot of money. Um, And he also, frankly, had a Republican wave in 2010, which was very lucky for him. And and he got himself into the U.S. Senate. First six years, not a particularly distinguished senator, not particularly noted, generally did what Mitch McConnell told him to do. Um, And then in 2016, there was a real sense that he would be defeated uh, for a whole bunch of reasons. But that was the Trump year. And if you remember, in the upper Midwest states, Wisconsin, Michigan, especially, um, uh, the, the Trump wave was very important for Republicans. And Ron Johnson surfed it, embraced it. And in his second term, uh, in a more empowered position, committee chair and such, uh, he started to step out of the shadows and become somebody that you really saw as uh, you know, an ardent Trump loyalist and also somebody who, beyond the Trump kind of sphere, uh, is you know, very, he's very self-absorbed, very uh, certain of his, uh, his genius, if you will. Uh, and unfortunately, he, there's an awful lot of evidence that he's not a genius. And so he's gotten himself into quite a few scandals and troubles. Well, the big question about Ron Johnson is whether he will retire or run for re-election next year. He promised to serve only two terms in the Senate when he first ran. And on March 5th, he said that retiring now is, quote, probably my preference now. He said, quote, that pledge is on my mind. I'm happy to go home, close quote. Of course, six other Republican senators have already thrown in the towel and announced they won't run. And the New York Times reported that Ron Johnson has raised only $590,000 in the last two years. In the, If you're running for the Senate, at least in 2020, you had to raise hundreds of millions of dollars, not hundreds of thousands. Uh, so the question is whether this media burst is like... him letting it go loose is like going wild before he says goodbye, or whether this is the beginning of his reelection campaign. What do you think? Well, that's a very good question. You know, is is he, you know, like kind of one last burst of glory and enjoying all the publicity uh, or is he, is he, you know, strategizing? Uh, Look, here's the bottom line. Donald Trump desperately wants Ron Johnson to run for another term. Donald Trump has been on the phone with Ron Johnson, telling him to run. Uh, and for Ron Johnson, a guy whose ego appears to be, you know, in need of such things, those calls, I think, are going to be quite influential, as well as the encouragement he's getting from a lot of right-wing talk radio, from right-wing media. He's now a star. He's on the front page of the New York Times. And even though that new front page New York Times piece wasn't particularly uh, <laughs> generous to him, uh, it, for somebody who's kind of playing in the zone that he's playing, uh, that's a level of recognition that I think he enjoys. 
So my sense is that the needle is kind of moving more toward a re-election run. It's not certain. Uh, there, you know, there's a, a lot of things in play yet, but I wouldn't put the $550,000, uh, you know, too high on your list of concerns one way or the other, because we now live in an era where if you are uh, a big player on the right or the left, and if you are getting a lot of attention, your ability to raise a ton of money uh, very quickly is real. It's it's just there. It's and, and he has some billionaire benefactors who are very supportive of him. But one final element too, if he is close to Trump, which he is, uh, it is beyond unlikely. It's just virtually certain that, that uh, he won't face a serious Republican primary challenge. That means he'd be the Republican nominee. If he is the Republican U.S. Senate nominee in Wisconsin in 2022, the Republican Senate campaign committee and its allies will provide him with more money than uh, you, John Wiener, uh, are capable of imagining. <laughs> and, and so uh, if he wants to run for re-election, he can. And, uh, and my sense is it's probably a little more toward the likelihood that he will right now than he won't, than that he won't. John Nichols, read him at thenation.com. Thank you, John. It's always great to have you on the show. Pleasure. You've been listening to Start Making Sense, the weekly podcast of The Nation magazine. You can hear more interviews like this one at thenation.com, and you can subscribe to Start Making Sense at iTunes Podcasts, Pocket Casts, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm John Wiener. Thanks for listening. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.